Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello. Happy Friday, as they say. January 26, 2024. Dave Neal here. We got all your entertainment news in one place. We are going to wrap things up very nicely with a bow as we head on to the weekend. Hope everyone survived January just ready to, I don't know, work our way into February, the most depressing month of the year. But hey, it's all peachy after that, right? Oh, March, you got to do your taxes. Uh, Maybe that's April. Okay, (laughs) finally, we're going to get through this. Um, By the way, I watched a new show last night on Netflix called Griselda. I know we talked about it on here, Sofia Vergara. They kind of, uh, I hate to say uglied her up, but they put some prosthetics on her to take a little bit of the shine off of her beauty. But boy, does she do a great job in this uh, Supposed to be, I guess, a true story. Sort of a badass female drug dealer from Colombia. Yeah, I'm all about it. My wife, I'll tell you this, she loves period pieces. All she wants is something that takes place in any other time zone. The Gilded Era, the 1300s, pre primordial, you know, uh, civilization, whatever. She loves it. So, of course, this movie takes place. Uh, what was it? The 90s? What? Either way. Uh, I should say miniseries, fantastic. So that's what we're watching. I don't know what you're watching this weekend, but I want to give you an update. If you like some action, some gore, kind of a little Scarface vibe with Sophia. If you want modern families, Sophia Vergara meets Scarface. It's in Griselda. And um, I have no idea how it ends, but we will see. All right. I've got so much to get into today. Some non-Bachelor stuff, Britney Spears, Alyssa Milano. Uh, We've got some Bravo news, a stolen Jackie Robinson um, uh, 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 statue. So we're going to get into all of that today. But first, let's start off with our bread and butter, that being Caitlin Bristow. (laughs) Caitlin's our bread and our butter. And here's her interview with Joey Uh, You know, we love to play clips from these because it's great to see how a former Bachelor leads relate to new Bachelor leads. They all share one thing in common. They went through hell. Sometimes they find love. Any bad kisses night one or were they all good? No, I can't. I can't answer that one either. Come on. (laughs) No, no. You're so media trained and a nice man. Ah, She goes, you're so media trained. That's like such an insult here. Uh, Of course, Caitlin wants violence. Who's a bad kisser? He's like, I ain't going to tell you. I would never do that to someone else. You don't want to have that. That's fair. That's really fair. You wouldn't want to hear that about yourself. I actually would. I would like to know if I'm a bad yeah, kisser. Yeah, behind I would need closed to doors, not things. on a podcast. Okay, well, when the cameras are off, I'm asking you the real <laughs> questions. So, what was your feeling in the rose ceremony, sending people home? I remember that being one of the worst. So tough things is the first rose ceremony because you're like, you didn't even get a chance, and I have to send you they, home. They're all tough. That yeah. feeling, you know, I, I know it's harder as a contestant because you come and you're like so nervous. Yeah. But that, that feeling on night one to know that you didn't talk to some of them, and there's not much you could do. I know. Um, I wish I could. 32 women's a lot of women. I tried to talk to record, as many right? as I possibly could. I think it was. So, yeah. I remember it's, Chris Souls when I was on that season. I think there was 30 women, and that was 
a lot of a people. lot yeah so <laughs> Listen, if you're sending home uh, people and it's making you feel pretty bad, I think they should do a little product placement with microdose gummies. That, I mean, imagine being like, you didn't get a rose, but you got a box of microdose gummies. Microdose gummies delivers perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Not there for Joey's love being sent home. Are you crying in a Uber black on the way to the airport? Pop some edibles. Have a little bit of a THC. I think they come in like three milligram doses and uh, you've probably heard about it. I've been talking about it nonstop. It's just that, um, you know, people love to microdose, not just to feel healthier and perform better, but to relax. There's a lot of stresses out there. Maybe the world's ending. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But if it does take the edge off of the apocalypse with some microdose, get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code rush hour. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code rush hour for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code rush hour. All right. Speaking of rush hour, we are going to rush through some of the stories of the day. Oh boy. Not looking good for Jackie Robinson fans. First black athlete here in the major leagues. Statue stolen from baseball facility. Cops are investigating. Find that statue. A statue honoring baseball icon Jackie Robinson was stolen from outside a youth baseball facility in Kansas this week, and cops are now searching for the scumbags who ran off with it. Local police shared surveillance footage of the heist that went down at League 42's McAdams Park in Wichita early Thursday morning, which appears to show someone cut the Robinson tribute at the ankles, put it in the back of a truck, and flee the scene. I mean, yeah, what are you going to do with a stat? What, what, what are you going to do with a... This isn't sh- this isn't shoeless Joe Jackson. This is footless uh, Jackie Robinson. Do you see what I did there? See what I did there? All right, and in other baseball news, look at that. Let's transition to our next baseball story. Alyssa Milano dragged for trying to raise money for son's baseball trip. Now, I get this. I always, I understand. Um, I always used to think about this when you'd see celebrities on telethons. You'd be like, why aren't they sending their money? Why are they asking their fans to send their money? Well, uh, in part by sharing your by sharing links and donation links and things with your audience, you're doing some sort of work because your platform does have a currency. But I can understand people saying, hey, why don't you pony up? And hey, maybe she did. Alyssa Milano asked her many followers, fans, to chip in for her son's youth baseball trip. And because she's perceived as incredibly wealthy, she's getting dragged through the coals. Here was the post. My son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. You can read more about the team and make a donation here. I do have to say, I I I really only like GoFundMes when they are for necessities. Now, you might say, I'm being sued. It's not a necessity for me to raise money. But then again, no one's... Here's, here's the thing, right? You can say, oh, this looks bad on Alyssa Milano. She's asking other people for money. But it's like, look, they know who Alyssa Milano is. If they don't want to donate, they don't have to. Let's go to the GoFundMe. It has raised 7800 of the $10,000 goal. Um, but either way, you know, uh, is it worth the PR hit? Hey, you know, maybe she doesn't have the money. I don't know. The actress posted a link to the GoFundMe. She called it a travel fund. And again, yeah, it's like if someone's like, uh, please donate to my GoFundMe. I want to go to Costa Rica and, uh, do, you know, do um, rope swinging with the monkeys. You'd be like, okay, pipe down. You don't need the money. Uh, but either way, if it's to pay for her, to go to Cooperstown. Don't donate if you don't want to. Um, 
Uh, let's let's see what people had to say about it. As you can imagine, jokes are flying at Alyssa's expense. A lot of folks are genuine, genuinely outraged that she's try that she tried to fundraise considering her position. Even more interesting is the fact that in the list of visible donors, none appear to feature her name. She hasn't addressed all the hand wringing just yet, but to be honest, this feels like a case of people making assumptions about her on a number of fronts, and we'll just have to leave it at that. I mean, I'm gonna look up right now, Alyssa. Milano net worth, and by the way, they always overdo the net worth. It says her net worth is ten million. Who knows? Okay, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not in Alyssa Milano's books here. But either way, I mean, you can do, you can donate to our Patreon. Don't do it if you don't have the money. We provide value. Uh, that's the problem with GoFundMe is a lot of times that they don't provide value. Like if you're just paying for someone else's vacay, that's a little you know okay you know. But hey, some people it's like uh, if you have the funds, why not ask for it? Ask and you shall receive which I've always had a problem with. That's why I get so mad when people were upset that I had to go fund me for my legal costs. And my thoughts were like, look, well, you guys asked me if you would set up one. And I said, sure, I'm not going to turn down people's money if they want to donate to it when I'm wrongfully, you know, being sued and dragged through the mud for no reason whatsoever, you know, but people will view it in different ways. I'll tell you what, I've got a ton to get to, but let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. And we'll be back right after this. All right, we actually have a breaking news announcement right here. Isn't this wild? As we're making this podcast, which, by the way, you can watch on our private membership if you want to watch the video of this, patreon.com slash Dave Neal, which, by the way, on today's podcast, on today's Patreon, I did discuss uh, some movings with new sources coming forward regarding Clayton Eckert's paternity scandal. But either way, as we recorded this, a new breaking news update from Alyssa Milano. I'm not kidding. This is from moments ago. Here's what she had to say on Twitter. I'm getting, and again, this is in reference to to the GoFundMe for her kid to go to Cooperstown. I'm getting media inquiries about whether I have financially contributed to my son's baseball team. I've paid for uniforms for the entire team and coaches, thrown birthday parties, and sponsor any kid who can't afford monthly dues. The kids also do fundraising themselves, car washing, movie nights, and many other fun things. Thank you to all who have contributed to the GoFundMe. You've made things easier for these boys and their families. Boom! There you go. There's your response, folks. Alyssa Milano paying for... I mean, and this is the problem with charity. You try... The best charity you can do is when you don't promote the charity you've done. Uh, so there she was having to, having to get icky and say, you know what? I've done a lot for these kids this is something where I just decided to crowdfund. You know what I mean? So, all right. If there was any doubt, and by, and by the way, I had no doubt. But if the uh uh if not not Gwen Stefani, but the actual, I had no doubt. But if there was was any doubt about whether Alyssa Milano seems like a pretty decent person, now we know she is. All right, let's go back to other possible decent people. Maybe not. It's the Bravo world. You know, Bravo is full of scumbags. Kyle, I mean, it's just really dramatic. Kyle Richards says life's not the same without Mauricio. As we follow the story, Mauricio and Kyle. Uh, have sort of broken up. She's on Real Housewives. He's kind of like on a Netflix. He's on like a Selling Sunset, but a different show, whatever. And anyway, here's what she had to say regarding their relationship. Let's play it from the beginning. Oh, did not want to say. So I was in a weird position. I'm not going to say, too bad, oh, I'm on a reality show. He's not it, yeah. signed up for the show. I see. He didn't even want to when it came out that we were having a problem. And I put that post on our Instagram. He didn't want me to say that we're having a problem. And even my daughter said, you can't do that. It's obvious. 
Mm-hmm. And it, he, it was, it's a lot psychologically, you know, mm-hmm. we've been together. I mean, I've been married almost my whole, entire adult life. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't even know what life is without being with Mauricio. Yeah. It's hard and it's painful and it's scary. And I'm like having to answer to these women who I don't know anything about their person. I have no idea what they do when they're, when they're not on camera. I have no clue, but they want to know what's happening in my bedroom. It's not fair. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. And I get, I've, like I've said, but um, we live together mm-hmm. in the same house in different bedrooms. Um, Is there another home too that he will go to? Like an apartment? We are fortunately, or... we fortunately are in the position where we have other homes. Yeah. And I, I so mean, he can I go to the other home, to you can go to the other home. Yeah, but we don't really. I mean, like he spent a lot of time in Aspen recently mm-hmm. while I was here. And then I went there um, for two weeks with our daughters. And, you know, if you didn't know us, you would think everything was normal. Because, right. you know, I'm making dinner, we're together, but we're in different Family. rooms, you know, uh, and I have my so, house in La Quinta, but no, we're not, it's not like you go here, I go there. It's kind of, I would imagine being married so long, it's kind of your identity. It's who you were. Oh, like you said, much. you spent your whole adult life mm-hmm. with this man. It's got to be really, really, really tough. It's really tough. I do yeah. feel like my entire identity is being a wife and a mom. There it is, you know, and... um whether you know you all you really see from real housewives is you know if you don't watch those series which i don't really you just get caught up in the clips that make it super viral but they are people trying their best and sure they're rewarded for you know whatever crazy scenarios they put together that's just part of how the show works but yeah it's got to be extremely tough for the members of the family that don't sign up for some of the drama that goes down and are kind of have to be a part of it it reminds me of will smith when jada pickett smith smith wanted him to be in her videos and he just like wasn't emotionally there and she was like kind of bullying him around at least that's how i saw it and i just saw man he's like man I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to be on your show. You know, this and that. All right. That's like when uh, my wife wants me to make a TikTok video and I'm like, I don't want to do it. I'm going to be embarrassed to dance at the beach. But to be quite honest, usually when I do a TikTok video with her, we end up happy afterwards. Um, no, seriously, like, you know, it's a, it's always kind of um, fun to move around and dance a little. All right. You know what makes me move around and dance a little is Britney Spears. And fans send old songs back into the charts, trolling Justin Timberlake's music return. JT is trying to take over the charts with his first new single in six years, but Britney Spears fans are pushing back with a major troll, getting her own track trending again. After JT dropped Selfish Thursday, which has been getting decent reviews, actually, Brit's fandom immediately kicked into high gear to thwart his efforts, downloading her 2011 song of the exact same name, Selfish, which has swiftly made its way back to the iTunes charts. By the way, Britney's version of Selfish was a bonus track from her 2011 album, Femme Fatale, and flew under the radar at the time. So here's JT's version of Selfish. People helping. Oh, that's a, hold on, that's an ad. How come ads are playing? I have the YouTube premium. All right, so I'm going to show you JT's version, and then after I'll show you Britney's version. So, I mean, I'm sure Britney could care less about this, but good for her, good for her fans. Here it is. Let's see if we can get to the beginning. That's a good beat. They were far the way I felt, but they don't know what you want. And baby, I would never tell if they know what I know. I gotta tell you, just 10 seconds of that sounded pretty nice. And let's see if Femme Fatale is anything similar. Ooh, I already like this one. This is selfish. And it's reached number one. Okay, the shoe is going on the All right, 
ladies and gentlemen, it's a Britney Spears Friday. Come on. Breaking news. Britney's got it. Come on. Here we go. This song bops. I'm a girl and you're a boy and boys have penises and girls have vaginas unless they don't have that and that's fine too. It's 2024 and Britney is woke. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So Selfish by Britney Spears says more number ones now, more number one charts than Justin Timberlake Selfish. Oh, but I got to say, it's like, don't, don't pretend like Justin's song doesn't bop too. So you can listen to either version if you want. I'm not going to judge you either way. I tell you what, remember the other day we shared that Chris Young video? Is that his name? Chris Young? Now I got to look it up. Chris Young um, is the country musician and we shared a video. uh, Excuse me. We shared the audio. No, no, that is also wrong. We shared the story of Chris Young country singer getting pushed at the bar. Did I talk about this on the podcast? I don't even remember, but either way, they said he he shot, he like struck a cop in the shoulder and then got arrested. But of course, now that the video has come out, we see that is exactly not what happened. And I wasn't surprised. You can just tell when you hear these stories where you're like, I don't know. My intuition's calling bullshit. I don't think that's how it went down. Well, speaking of bad boys in the country music scene, I've got Morgan Wallen taking a page out of Taylor Swift's book. And I'll share this story with you right after the break. As promised, Morgan Whalen is taking a page, Whalen Wallen, who knows, taking a page out of Taylor's book, re-records old songs. He's taking cues from the biggest pop star in the world and releasing a new version of an old song, a lot Taylor Swift, simply to thwart the plans of some former colleagues. The singer-songwriter took to Instagram Thursday to give fans the rundown. Basically, he said he signed a music deal more than a decade ago without legal representation, something he now deeply regrets, and recorded 13 songs on the deal. Of those 13 songs, Wallen only used five for his smash debut EP, Stand Alone, including one of his big hits, Spin You Around. But his former team still seems to have control over the other eight tracks he didn't use. Morgan said these ex-friends are dropping a 10th anniversary of Stand Alone, but he's not involved with it, and he's not happy to the unreleased songs. I mean, look, this just goes to show how predatory um, people are. So good on him. Spin You Around drops January 24th. I guess this was his announcement. Um, Taylor's version of her songs are albums released because Scooter Braun bought and sold her master recordings from her OG label, Big Machine Records, back in 2020. So I know they're they're going to be making this like the Taylor rule where in the future they're going to make so contracts where you can't re-record songs, or at least they're going to try to do that. But good to see that artists are taking back their ownership. All right, I've got for you an interesting clip. This is from the Shark Day, from the Shark Damon, um, and that is the uh, one of the guys from Shark Tank right here. And um, let's see, yeah, his... Uh, It's on Audible, but it's called Creating Strong Content Doesn't Have to Be Complicated. Take it from influencer, agency owner, Jason Tartik. This is all you need to focus on 
in your content creation. Four rules for creating content your followers actually care about. Have a listen. Well, whether it's a celebrity or somebody who's a mom at home or a dad at home, what are the key things in that authenticity that they should try to concentrate on? What can people do at home when they're thinking about their presence? So I think first and foremost, with any post that goes out, any type of content you're putting on the table, think about some E's. Almost every E word works. I'll name a few, but you want to enlighten, you want to educate, you want Mm. to empower, you want to entertain. Those are the big four. Mm -hmm. If you can do all four of those in any content, you've knocked it out of the park. If you could do one of four, that could be pretty darn good to build a community. Now, if you can get really good and then you could start throwing like more E's in there, like electrifying and energetic and Mm -hmm. things like that, well, then you're taking it to the next level. So if you just want a basic rule from providing content, does it hit one, two, three, four, or four plus? I think that's where you start. All right. I mean, that's some great knowledge right there. Of course, Draymond John, as mentioned uh, in his podcast, the four rules of content that you should make. I always said that the two simple ones are information and entertaining. So um, obviously there's more than just information and entertaining. He says electrify and some other jazzy terms, but it really comes down to that. Are you catching people's attentions and are you not only catching their attention, but are you sort of educating them? So he says you want to educate, entertain and others, but um, yeah, that's what I think. So uh, information and entertainment, that's what I've always said. And that's what we try to do with this podcast. Give you some information and make you feel a certain way when we're done with the day. Hey, look, we rhymed. Uh, Tomorrow is an episode of Driving with Dave you are not going to want to miss. Um, It is somebody you may or may not have heard of. They're not in Bachelor Nation, but it's a conversation with a friend of mine from college who's a country musician. And I can't wait to hear what the hell happened when we graduated and then got to where we are now, nearly 20 years later, not quite, about 15 plus years later, him and I are both pursuing different uh, creative dreams, yet I'm sure we have similar stories and I can't wait to discuss them with him. So you'll have that story for you first thing tomorrow morning here on the podcast and you'll be able to watch it on the Dave Neal show. So anyway, I want to thank everyone for all of your support. I will give you a live update. Let's do it right now. A live update on Chartable because I know a lot of people have been asking and liking when I share the updates on the podcast. And if we, oh, look at this. Wow. Those watching in Patreon can see that I am pulling this up right now. The Bachelor Rush Hour podcast, this is breaking news, folks. Bachelor Rush Hour podcast has risen in the ranks 23 chart points from whatever the hell we were at. We were barely in the top 200 to we are number 169 in society and culture, which is what I consider to be the biggest chart you could be in. We are also trending at number 20 in relationships. I don't really see us as a relationship podcast, but also in Canada, shout out to our Canadian friends. We are ranked number 174 in society and culture Canada with a jaw-dropping growth up 75 charts points. Uh, How do we continue to rise in the charts? Well, the way that they choose who's trending in the charts is new subscribers. So as you guys continue to subscribe, 
Continue to share with your friends, sharing on Instagram, share with whoever has a drive to or from work or wants to keep up with you in your friend group or, you know, if you're talking pop culture or Bachelor or Bravo or whatever, just say, hey, have you checked out Dave's morning and afternoon rush hour podcast? They are bite-sized. They're quick and easy to check out. That's the way we keep on growing. Oh my gosh, it would be crazy if we could crack the top 100. I mean, I'm not kidding. This is life-changing, folks. I really appreciate it. When we do get to a certain size, whatever that threshold is, we will have the funds to afford a producer who helps us out and lines up the, you know, and just continues to curate this to make it way better and tighter. But in the meantime, uh, this tight podcast has been a joy to do. And I thank you guys all for being there with me. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow again for Driving with Dave. And then on Monday, we'll have episode two of Joey's season of The Bachelor. So much to get into. Have a fantastic and safe ride home. Drink some Diet Coke or Coke Zero on me. Have a microdose edible and a slice of pie. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Thank <laughs> you.